0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified. I have a special guest on this episode, Jasmine Partida. She is a social media strategist who specializes in creating high visibility content so you can connect with your audience where they are and scale your online sales. In this conversation, we're going to talk about all things social media, how to get started, and simplify the ways that you can overcome some of your confidence issues that you might be having, to be able to put yourself out there and be on social media in the way that fits you best. I'm so excited for this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start, or have a business, but are looking for business tips and encouragement on your journey, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Rains, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. I introduced you earlier, but just so that people can hear from you and learn a little bit about you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are and how you got started with your business?
1: Sure. I am a social media strategist. I strategize social media for businesses, but what that means is I help them pull together all their different pieces online and bring them into one message and one consistency to really grow sales. It's two parts. It is messaging and then it is content creation and creating the content they need to be high visibility to reach their audience and bring in more sales. And I actually love working with small businesses, being a small business myself, but I started actually as an artist. So I was a theater painter and I traveled around the country painting for theaters and operas and dance companies and New York and Oregon and the bay area and what i found i was painting these huge 30 by 50 foot backdrops and it takes a couple hours for paint to dry like paint drying was like an actual issue of the job so i would find i'd spend half my day in the management office for the theaters and i'd end up helping with graphic design and color and different things for the marketing team for these small companies that i was working with so i just ended up switching to graphic design and website design and right about that time is where social media hit and it just it just clicked for me. I just understood the power of it really quickly. And I understood the opportunity for small businesses to finally compete with these big corporate national brands in a way that we couldn't before social media. We just didn't have the funds. We didn't have the reach. We didn't have the partnerships. I really dedicated myself to making sure that small businesses understand this information so that they can grow their businesses.
0: I love that that transition from physical painting and having all of that experience to online graphics. And that's something that I actually work with my clients on is drawing from their experience when they start a business. Cause a lot of times they come from a job that they don't think it transfers really. And there's so much that we know and learn in our experiences. So that is an awesome. I love that. I love that you shared that. Thank you. So, Social media. For some people that are listening, I'm going to empathize with you because I went back into my memory bank of the first time that I actually got onto social media for my business. And it was when I was starting a different business and I was scared to death. Like, I think it was the information overload. There's so much there to see and to look at and read.
1: You mean like information of what to do and how to do it? And it just gets overwhelming?
0: Yeah, like I opened so I opened up Facebook and I didn't quite understand the news feed and I didn't quite understand where to go and so it just it was a lot on one screen. I think is what I was thinking when I opened it. And then once I got in there and I started talking to people, it was starting to make more sense. So it was kind of like hands on, get in there and be social and talk to people and post things and then it started to click. For me, what it was and everything. If you wouldn't mind just kind of explaining the importance of social media when you start a business. Now, you mentioned that we can now compete with the big guys, which is true. What does that mean for somebody that's just starting out when they're thinking, oh, what do I do on social media?
1: it's funny because I still get this a lot from small business owners that are like, well, but I'm just a person. I'm just this. The reality is if you go and I get a lot of pushback from people who aren't on there yet, but if you go to TikTok companies, actual corporate companies are really struggling to show up on that platform and have any kind of sales from it, any kind of traction, any kind of community building, because nobody on TikTok wants to buy from a big business. They will buy from a small business owner. So much faster to the point where big businesses are actually having to hire people to create videos for them. So it looks like it's organic on the platform, which is called UGC, which is user generated content. All that to say, you truly have a leg up right now in social media as a small business. Do not waste this time. It will not last forever. It is a phase that we are in, and we go through phases of, like, I, you know, we're just coming out of the Kardashian phase of everything being extra highly curated and really selling a lifestyle to this now, we really want people to show up and be authentic. So as a small business owner, you have this power of being yourself, of being unique in how you approach whatever business you have and how you're solving problems for people. You have the ability to actually reach more people organically than big businesses do because people don't wanna see that kind of content and platforms are forcing larger corporations into ad spend to get the same reach that you can get organically. So it's this really beautiful moment in time where you have a lot more power than you think you do if you're just willing to kind of step into it a little bit which is certainly the hardest part and I have some tips and tricks for that if anybody wants them but the va- the other value of social media is that because it is organic reach you get to start testing your marketing pretty quickly within a couple of weeks when i started when i you know back in 08 we would do a marketing campaign we'd run it for 6 months and then look at the data to see how things went to see how successful it was it wasn't i can do that in 2 weeks now with organic social media because I go, okay, this video did well, this graphic did well. Even if your numbers are lower because you're starting out, if every, all of your videos or graphics are getting a hundred people and then one of them gets seen by three, 400 people, you go, okay, that one did better. What was it that was different about that one? So it's this chance for you to really grow your messaging and get yourself out there and learn what's working very quickly. And as a new business, one of the things that's very hard, and I've started a couple of business, so I, my heart goes out to you if you're in this spot, which is that you want it to be perfect before you launch it. You want it to be perfect before somebody sees it, but we want you imperfectly online. We want the behind the scenes of the struggle, the journey, the successes, the day that sucked, the day that was amazing, the day that stuff fell off the back of the truck, whatever it is, we want to be on that journey with you because we want to be connected on socials. So it's very powerful when you take all those pieces and just think about like, oh, I can just show up and share what I'm doing and share my product and share my service and connect with people and they will want to buy from me.
0: And that is such a mindset shift, really, from thinking of marketing, traditional marketing and having ad campaigns that are all professionally photoshopped and edited. And I think everything is perfect. Like you said, the Kardashian phase. And now it's like, no, we want to hear the bloopers. We don't care if you have makeup on, you know, we want to hear from you. We want to know who you are as a real person. And people are drawn now more to being authentic. And that way they're like, oh, I connect with Jasmine because she said this. And I connect with that because it resonates with me. So I want to talk to her. And that's that relationship building. And I think that piece of it I've talked to people who are like, oh, I don't want to do social media at all. I have a client (laughs) and I keep encouraging her because she's talking to me about things. And I'm like, you need to get on social media because of the actual word social. If you really take that piece out of it and forget the marketing and forget the media, social being building relationships. I met you Jasmine on social media. It's true. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You're correct. (laughs) I tend to forget, but it's see how powerful that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so for those people that are listening, if you're skeptical, I'm going to encourage you to, to just try it and just pick one platform that you're comfortable with the most comfortable with, I think to start would be ideal. What are some tips that you can give people if they're like, yeah, I want to do this. Like they're excited. They really want to do it. They're like, okay, what's next? What do I do?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, so what I do is I lo- I love that you said pick one platform. It's very true. There's a million platforms and they all have a learning curve. So if you're doing it yourself, it's not worth wasting the time and the exhaustion on the learning curve of social media. Cause you still have to balance running your company and serving clients. Right. So I always say pick one platform that you're most comfortable on. And then what I do is I challenge you to pick a second one where your audience is really engaged. So let's say Facebook is the one you're most comfortable on and you're creating content for Facebook audience, but you know, there's a lot of people that would like your service or product on LinkedIn or YouTube, then go ahead and take the content you made on Facebook, tighten it up a little bit and reuse it over to LinkedIn so that it's a slightly more polished version of what you did initially for Facebook and now you're reaching the people where they are as well. So once you get into that rhythm with two platforms, then it's easy to start expanding out from there or just reutilizing and reposting your content. But one of the tips that I love to give is that if you, cause so much of the content right now, I mean, video is queen online. So one of the tips that I like to give is to go ahead and create a Facebook group just for yourself. Practice going live in there, practice putting, posting your videos and just seeing how it displays. You can kind of go back and check later and go, okay, how did that go? How does that look? How does it read? And you can practice everything you need to in that private Facebook group, just for yourself, just make it hidden and private. And just, that's what I did. So I actually was very shy. I had nine years of speech therapy. I, people tell me they can't tell now that I'm shy, but I promise I am. So I had to do that in order to learn, to get past the tech, which was my excuse for not going live. I didn't understand the tech. But the reality is we always have something that is perfectionism, but it's actually pers- procrastination disguised as perfectionism. So my first tip is to identify what's holding you back when really you could probably solve it, push past it, or really simplify down. You don't have to be at the top process. You don't have to do the perfect webinar the first time. It can be a Zoom meeting where you're presenting to the five, six people that you've got to come to your webinar. So find that way to show up that doesn't hold you back from moving forward. Like I said, a private Facebook group is a great one. And then the other thing that I always say is take your top video, like your video, take the top quotes in that, put them on a graphic. Even if to start, it's a Canva template, or you can go and hire somebody on Fiverr to just create like five templates that you can reuse all the time. And then you can go ahead and schedule those posts for you. You can either do it on Facebook, you can schedule it through an outside app, but that allows you some space to not have to wake up every day and go, Oh my God, I didn't post yesterday. I don't know what to post today. And it takes you out of that stress of feeling like you're failing. It's not failing. It's just, you need a little more space and you can start creating a little bigger content out of what you already have created. Does that, that make sense is, know what I
0: mean? Yeah. And I love that you said, have a private Facebook group so that you can practice, but in that practice, you're creating content. So you actually have what you're saying in those videos that you can go back and pull those ideas out of, even though it was practice. So I love that. and. I would have have had no idea that you were shy. (laughs) Very shy. (laughs) I see your videos all the time and I'm like, no, Jasmine's awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so funny too, because I mean, truly quite shy actually, but it's funny because what I did is I was in a coaching program and we had a weekly challenge three weeks and I still hadn't done the first challenge, which was to go live on Facebook. And my coach said, you have 72 hours I'm kicking out of the program. So I went live at, I'm not kidding you, like 1130 at night and it was dark. And I was whispering into my microphone because my family was asleep. And she was like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like I made sure she saw it and then I deleted it, you know, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I had, so that's when I did the Facebook group and I had to get used to my voice. I had to get used to seeing myself. And what I realized was I enjoy talking to people so much and I enjoy, I'm so passionate about my business. The other things that were holding me back were just excuses not to do it. it. It just, why am I starting a business if I'm not willing to really talk about it and share the joy that I can help you with in your business. Right? So I personally, I'm very heart centered. So Another thing is for like just a mindset for people for social media is don't think about it as you, all about you and this whole brand. Again, that's kind of more the Kardashian era. What we're doing now is how can I show up and help just one person? How can I help one person today? What is one thing that I could say to one person that will help them in their
0: business and their journey and their
1: life? So really, if you come at it from a place of service, also creating content becomes a lot easier.
0: That's a great tip. And I use that one for my podcast. That's something I think about. I'm like, if I only have one listener, I'm totally fine. How am I helping that one person? And I think, and again, I'm going to go back to social media. I mean, it's what you do. And I love it because I feel like you have control over how much or how little you use it. And I noticed that when I engage and I'm in talking to people and having conversations and meeting people, I can get really busy with networking and conversations and meeting people, or I can just not do it for a while and it calms down. It's like I can create that energy and that those connections versus waiting, throwing something out like marketing, putting it out there and just waiting for people to respond. Social media is so interactive that I think it's. And for those of you that want to test it out, I would recommend also just going and finding groups that you, that are fun, hobby type groups. I'm in a Labrador group because we have a lab puppy and I go in there and I just read and I comment because it brings me joy and I'm on social media and it gives me that. I get a better understanding of how it works when I'm not thinking of it from a business perspective. I'm just thinking of it as, Hey, I'm checking out puppies and it's fun. (laughs) That's a really good point. Actually, I have a TikTok
1: video about that, about how one of the reasons social media managers, our accounts tend to take off more is because we don't study other content creators, which is what most business owners do. We study users. How are people using this platform? How can I play into or lean into the way that people are, are absorbing content on this platform? And so that, when you switch that also, that's huge. So like you learning how people use the platform and interact with it, and you really understand the platform, that's going to really help your content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're on social media. We're on, we're a new business owner and we're out there and we're doing our videos. Um, Tell me a little bit more about what you do specifically, because talking about, I'm picturing somebody in their private Facebook group and they're doing this and then they're pulling content from it and it reminded me of what you do.
1: Am I close? (laughs) What do you mean how I create content for people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I it's kind of a it's kind of a funny story, but I've been I have I create content for people in what is called the hundred post package. And what had happened was I had people hiring me for strategy and then people hiring me for social media management and then people hiring me to edit their videos. And it was just so disconnected. And I was like I have to get this to a place where it's solvable and it's no extra time for the business owner. And I just I was going to solve all the pain points, right? Like there's very specific reasons why people don't show up on social media. And it's like, you don't, you're not confident in what you're saying. You're not confident in your writing. You don't feel like you're worthy to position yourself as the expert, which is never true. You're always fine. You're always second guessing yourself. Just do it. (laughs) Or it's simply just creating the content is too much work. So I wanted to solve all four of those pain points and also do it where the business owner was spending almost no time doing is. So the 100 post package, what I do is I take an hour of video from them and I turn that into 100 posts. So you can actually do this, which is where you record an hour of video. And that can be a masterclass. That can be a webinar that you teach live. That could be a podcast series, a YouTube series, but just an hour of content. And you clip it into your minute and three-minute TikToks and Reels. And then you take that and you turn those each into graphics, the top point from each of the little mini videos you do, make each one of those their own graphic. And then what you can do is your videos, you transcribe them, and I use the app called Descript. You literally just upload it into Descript for free, and it gives you a whole transcript of it. And you turn that into your blog articles and newsletter for the month, and you just schedule all of it to post for you. So I really think that As a new business owner, and I know it sounds overwhelming, like a hundred pieces of content for some businesses, that is a month of content for some businesses. That is six months of content really flexible is the other piece of it, but it's really more about streamlining all of your content where you're starting at the top with the main message you want to send to people, the main points you want to get across, and then just putting it in different formats so that you can reach people where they are. Because some people want to listen to a podcast while they work at the gym. Some people want to read your blog at night as they're in bed, you know, kind of chilling for the end of the day. Some people want to watch your TikTok videos. Like, so you, it gives you a chance to meet people where they are without creating new ideas of content all the time.
0: That is so brilliant. When I saw what you do, I was like, you're right. It answers all of those pain points that you mentioned.
1: Because they hold, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's, they hold people back from showing up. And like I said, it's so powerful when a small business owner shows up right now that I really want to make sure you can move past that. And this is one of the best ways I have found to be able to do that.
0: And for, I'm thinking that is a great opportunity for somebody just starting out. So working with you and getting those hundred to get them going, then they have a good chunk of it already done and they're going across whatever platforms that they're using And then they're getting their messaging out there in a quick, efficient way without having to struggle with all of the other pieces that they're already doing in their business at the same time. So that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned um, how much the content will last. How often do you recommend to be posting? Is there like a limit of how much, how often you should do it? Or do you watch and just kind of see how the numbers are looking when you're posting?
1: So what I find is that it actually varies by business and business owner. I actually, and the reason that's a factor, which this took me a long time to get my head around because I'm a get in and get it done kind of person and not everybody is, and that's not bad. Um, it's just different, right? So some business owners don't want massive growth fast. They want to kind of ease into it. It's a new business. They're kind of learning the ropes of some of the back end stuff. If we got them to many clients, it'd be frustrating anyway. So they want that longer build of content. So I actually don't think, I mean, ideally you're posting once a day on every platform. That's the ideal. However, if you don't, that's not a fail. That's not you missing an opportunity. That's even the biggest companies in the world don't post every day or go through phases where things kind of get shooken up and they're rebranding or whatever's happening and they, their socials dip in engagement. So I think being aware that is common and that even when you're a million dollar company, I've seen it happen. I have a company that's our 12 come million, com- $12 million a year company. And they have stopped posting this month because they're kind of resituating how they're approaching their social media. So I think being forgiving of yourself and realizing your rhythm is your rhythm and that's fine. It's more about your goal. So if your goal is fast growth, you're going to want to be show up consistently every day, a couple times a day, even depending on the platform. And a lot of that to make that happen is just prepping ahead of time. But, um, I I think it's really more about the goal and the audience that you're reaching. So, and consistency. So, what fun fact, consistency doesn't mean posting every day at 5 p.m. Consistency is posting the same. So, if you post every other day, I've got one client, she posts literally every other day all week long. That's her rhythm. And she never switches off of it. And people just are in that rhythm with her. And it's great. It's the consistency that people learn to build trust from but when you're all in and then all out and all in and all out that loses the trust piece with your audience and that makes it hard to sell to them because they they're not sure you're always going to be there and then the other thing like i said is consistency of message so you want to make sure you're saying even if you're switching just a little bit of the wording or you're testing out a couple different ways to phrase it the same concept themes and your values are still consistent across your social media channels but you're not selling like i have. I saw one person the other day who's selling hair extensions on one platform and she's like trying to be a model on another platform. And I, and then she's also a notary. Like it does, (laughs) all of this is amazing, but like, I need you to pick something. (laughs) Like I don't fully understand how to, I don't understand what's happening here. (laughs) So I probably would still hire her as a notary if I need one to be honest, because she can sell hair extensions and be a notary that's not conflicting at all. But it gave me pause. Like I don't fully understand what's happening with this business. I don't fully see this. And that's maybe extreme, but you do want to watch for that a little bit, too.
0: That consistency, I really appreciate you saying that and explaining it that way because I think we get we get stressed and put pressure on ourselves when we hear the word consistency, and we're thinking every single day at the same time, can't miss. and it's like,, ah, how do I do that? And I like to compare it to any type of routine. So for your own personal, I'm going to give myself an example my morning routine is always, um, once I take the dogs out, it's coffee. Like it goes in that order every single day. It never changes. And so I actually don't have to think about it anymore. I do, you know, I come in, we feed the dogs and then boom, coffee. (laughs) It's like, it's just like, and I, it never changes. And so I like to think about that when I'm trying to start a new routine because I'm like, I don't think about it. And there's days when I actually finish my coffee and I don't remember making it because I do it so automatically that if you get into a good routine and you can start small. So I love what you said. If you have to once a week, I know that's not very much, but if that's what you can do as starting out consistently and never miss that one day, then you can build on that and i've talked to a lot of and this is like a health coaching thing i'm certified in health coaching and, and that was a big thing is starting small and then adding and adding and adding so that you don't feel overwhelmed and just want to give up because like i can't do it five days a week so i'm not going to do it at all and that's where that you were saying doing a whole bunch and then not showing up and then doing a whole bunch and not showing up and then people can't follow you properly and then Not only is the trust factor, I think, broken, but it also makes people not be able to find you. So they may see you one day and go, "Oh, I want to talk to her. And then you're gone and they don't see you again and they don't know where to find you. and Then you lose those opportunities as well. Yeah, and
1: the whole goal of social media is to connect and build. There's a couple of different ways it's described. There's the know, like, trust system. People have to know you exist. (laughs) They have to like you and they have to trust you enough to take the next step go into your funnel, buy from you. But there's also the educate, entertain, and inspire system. And I'll be honest, they're the same. They relate directly to each other. But it's that same idea of they have to understand what you do. They have to understand what you stand for they have to understand what your product or service is in order to to be able to move to those next steps so if you don't have the consistency that's the first red flag for a lot of people i got locked out of my socials for a couple weeks last month my email it was a mess with my email i got locked out and i had people texting me like oh my god are you okay because i'm so consistent that (laughs) me missing was scary (laughs) people who were concerned and i'm like yeah i'm just locked out i'll get back in at some point um but they knew that I normally show up and they went and looked and I hadn't posted in over a week. And they were like, ooh, that's weird. That's not okay. So and I mean, I just have nice clients that way. But it really is just the consistency of trust. I have one client who she wants to be a speaker. She is a speaker, but she wants to be like on next level stages. She can only post twice a week. She has a full-time corporate job. This is her side thing that she's building. She her, What she speaks on is religion and how I can really help you in all these different places in your life. So for her, we picked doing a Sunday morning prayer. So she goes live on Instagram every Sunday morning for two minutes before she walks into church and just gives us a moment of grounding for the week, a moment of kind of, you know, really finding ourselves connecting our feet to the ground and kind of that moment. And then she goes about her week. And then on Thursday, she posts something that's kind of related to what she said on Sunday. She gets she started out at like three, four hundred views on that Sunday live, and now she gets ten thousand, twelve thousand views because people know she will be there on Sunday to give them their Sunday prayer. So you have to be able to show up consistently, and people will be able to trust you. But you have to forgive yourself if you miss it. That's what I was going to say. We're all just human, big businesses do it too. Don't even stress about it, just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, that I. That's all of these things are so important. And I think as a person starting out, do what you can. You know, don't beat yourself up, do what you can, and it'll grow. I think I love what you said about just it doesn't have to be perfect. So even if you're going to sh- say you're going to show up once a week, show up no matter what. And right now, be authentic because that's what people want. So it's okay, you know to have your hair pulled back and no makeup on. I mean, I see that everywhere now. It's like, and from my generation, that's weird. Cause when we were, you know, I grew up in the eighties and like, it was all about the hair and makeup and what people were wearing. And, you know, you weren't on any type of video unless you looked good. <laughs> the
1: hair, especially.
0: <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, totally. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you'd like to leave with our listeners before we, we wrap things up that, just some, a last minute thought or anything that you would want to give advice around?
1: I do, because this is something you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was how to just plan your social media for the year. So I just want to acknowledge that one of the toughest things is feeling like your content is all over the place. So there's kind of a couple of different struggles. So I just want to address this one piece, which is that you should create your business plan for the year, when you're going to launch things, when you're going to have sales, when you're going to... Your nonprofit, when your fundraising, you know, timeline is really lay out your whole business plan for the year, and then overlay your social media over that. So, like, if you've got a new book coming out, a new course, a new program, whatever it is that you know, the six to eight weeks leading up to that, your social media is going to focus on awareness and bringing people into the thing you're launching, and you can create almost two thirds of your social media just by using your business plan as the anchor for your social media content. And that's going to get you really far, really fast. And again, that's that planning. Even if you can't get to June, you're not going to pre-plan June, but you can, okay, it's going to be probably about this thing I'm launching in September. It really takes the stress off of you. And again, helps you build that consistency of message.
0: And knowing what your message is, because I think that's the piece that trips people up. And for my clients, those of you that follow me and listen, that's what I do is business planning. And so what... And I completely agree with Jasmine, having that plan and knowing exactly what you're going to do, who you're talking to, what your message needs to be, all of that done ahead of time. It makes the content that you have to do for social media. It's almost done for you because you know exactly what you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: and then if you don't know what to say for real, just think of that your sales call and every question that you get on a sales call and then make that your content. And just answer those questions so that by the time you do get somebody on a sales call, you've already answered all those questions. My sales calls are just chats. I don't sell. I don't have a script because they've learned everything in my content.
0: Okay. That's like the most brilliant tip. If you didn't he- listen or hear anything <laughs> else, <laughs> I actually am going to write that down because I need to do that. That is amazing. Yeah.
1: Because I can't be authentic on video and then show up on a sales call and be salesy. It just, it was breaking my spirit. So I just went through what people were always asking me, what were holdups to them buying to things they didn't understand. And I made three or four months of content on that. And then what happened was I'd book people a book of 15 minutes with me and it was just making sure I was the same person I looked like online, that I wasn't somebody wildly different. And then they would just buy. And I wouldn't even offer anything. They
0: would just say, okay, how do
1: I work with you? They'd already done all the sales work prior. I love that.
0: So how can people reach out to you if they would like to work with you or have questions?
1: Yeah. Or seriously connect because I'm social, right? Jasminepartita.com. So Partita is part Ida, So P-A-R-T-I-D-A
0: perfect and I will make sure that's in the show notes for those of you listening so you'll be able to click on the link and connect with Jasmine. Thank you
1: I was so great to talk to you. This is fabulous. thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. Such amazing information for my listeners and me I took away a lot of it too. I'm gonna go make my private Facebook group start talking to myself. That's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> thanks so much Jasmine. and as always for my listeners, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're not sure how to get started with your business, download a copy of the Starting a Business Simplified Guide. Click on the link in the show notes for your copy.